Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Marketing Mojo Show, featuring innovative tips, strategies, and approaches to give you a thoughtful edge to maximize your marketing momentum. Mojo Show, a forum for small businesses to harness marketing potential, capabilities, and the power of community. In the next 15 minutes, we hope you'll discover inspiration and motivation to make the most of your resources, time, and budgets to grow customers' engagement and the bottom line. I'm Lisa Chester Weir of LGK Marketing, a small business and proud of it. Today, we're getting ready to get our mojo going with a look at the crowdfunding phenomenon and how to position and pitch your business for capital. Feel free to call in with your comments or use the hashtag MyMarketingMojo to respond. The number is 646-787-1865. Joining the discussion today, I'm pleased to welcome Miranda Marquette, a financial journalist who writes for Planting Money Seeds, contributes to U.S. News and World Report, and is an expert contributor to allbusiness.com, which is how I became aware of her um, contributions. Miranda, welcome to the Marketing Mojo Show. Hi, Lisa. Thank you for having me on today. Oh, good. I'm glad you could, so glad you could be here. Uh, we start our show, as you know, with a segment that we call Six for Six, where we'll take six minutes to ask you six questions to get to know you a little bit better. And so are you ready to get started, Miranda, with your Six for Six? <laughs> Let's do this. Ready? Let's do it. Okay. Well, I'm <laughs> going to start the timer now. Okay. Here we go. Uh, what's the elevator? Better pitch for your professional services as a financial journalist? Yeah, so uh, my elevator pitch is I provide content for financial services companies and for websites who are interested in growing their reach and their visibility. Okay. That's okay. a really short marketing elevator. No, no, no. I mean, it's it's concise, and that's what they say it needs to be. So there you have it, folks. Uh, Miranda, what do you feel good about every day? Uh, most of the time I feel good about my ability to make money from home and support my son uh, with freedom and flexibility in my schedule. I'm that is nice. So that is nice. I work from home too, and um, I didn't realize how much I would like it. <laughs> I know so, it's really amazing. Mm-hmm. The flexibility is amazing. Now, on the other hand, what keeps you awake at night? <laughs> I think what keeps me awake at night at night is the possibility that um, is it, it, a possibility that. That all of this could be taken away from me, <laughs> which is no. You know, I, I, you know, I mean, there are there are times when I when I'm like, my gosh, I cannot believe I get to do this, and as I uh-huh. sit there, I'm like, how long will I be allowed to do this? <laughs> I mean, yeah. obviously, I you know, I keep working, I keep hustling, I keep trying to get out there and and do what needs to be done and make my life the way I want it to, to be, but at the same time, sometimes late at night, when the doubts creep in, you're like, how long can I keep doing this, really? Well, we'll see. 
<laughs> You're doing it now, it's, so that's that's I, I've been that's doing a good it for thing. ten years. I've been doing it for ten yeah. years, so <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, where do you turn to keep current on trends related to financing and investment? I guess that would be a big part of being able to uh, keep it going another ten years is keeping current. Right. So a lot of what I do is I pretty much hit up the major uh, news sites for finances. Uh, of course, I check allbusiness.com because I write for them, so I, so I want to uh-huh. keep up with them. But I also really like to check out, I check out Market Watch every morning to see what's going on. And I also, you know, keep pace with like CNN Money and um and MSNBC. Uh, I even check, take a look at Fox Business to see what's going on over there. So I, I like to get a very view of what's happening. And then, of course, I have my favorite financial blog that I read, my, my favorite friends <laughs> that I read, my financial blogger friends. So that's always okay. fun, too. Mm-hmm. Now, what interests you about crowdfunding, our topic of the day? The most interesting to me, uh, thing to me about crowdfunding is the abil- ability that you have to go straight to other people and to make your case to other people. It's this democratization of, of raising money. It's, it's the way it changes uh, our, our approach to things. It is the way that we, can, we no longer have to rely on a few like venture capitalists or angel investors. We don't have to rely on a few uh, select group of people to tell us that our idea is good uh, because we can go straight to the source, we can go straight to our market, you can go straight to to a wide variety of people and say, hey, is this a good idea? Would you be willing to fund this? Is this something you would pay for? So it really opens things up and, and makes things uh, more accessible to more people, and that, to me, is the most exciting thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that is pretty exciting. And which brings us to our final question, question number six. Have you ever thought about pursuing crowdfunding yourself for a personal or a business project? I actually have successfully done a crowdfunding campaign. When I released my book back in 2013, I think it was. (laughs) That's really bad. I don't remember the exact date. Uh, But I released my book, Sessions of a Professional Blogger, about my journey as an online freelancer and financial journalist. And when I released that, I actually crowdfunded it. Uh, to get what I needed for editing the book and creating the the file for the book, the formatting, getting a cover created, and all of that. Uh, I used a crowdfunding campaign to raise the money to do it, and basically it was sort of a way for me to get out there, to market the book ahead of time, and to even get, I guess, what I would consider pre-orders for the book to see the interest in it. So, yeah, oh. I, 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 I've used crowdfunding in my own my own lives and my own efforts and it was a great success and I really enjoyed the process. I, it was stressful sometimes but overall the process was very interesting and I really enjoyed it. Oh wow, so I had no idea. So you're an expert um, from a, a research and practical point of view and from a personal point of view because you've actually participated in one. That's great. Yes. Yeah. Okay, well the 6 for 6 you have survived, and um, I will um, <laughs> echo with you because I think all allbusiness.com uh, is a great resource, and you mentioned that, and that's how I became aware of you, so I just wanted to echo your sent- sentiments there. 
Um, and oh, now we are, yeah, yeah, we're, we're on to our next segment. You're listening to the Marketing Mojo Show with our special guest, Miranda Marquit, a financial journalist and a writer for Planting Money Seeds. Uh, so we're going into our question of the month. We've been asking our uh, people on Facebook and um, quizzing people around. And the question for our listeners this month is, have you ever considered a crowdfunding campaign? And I'd like to start it out, Miranda, by asking you there, about the history of crowdfunding, because there's a reason that it, it has stormed onto the scene. So could you give us a little bit about the background of it and why it is a viable source for uh, businesses? All right. So there, there are two different types of crowdfunding. Oh, my gosh. This could take all of two minutes. <laughs> there are two types oh. of, of crowdfunding. The first one is the, the one that we've been familiar with for a longer period of time. It's the Kickstarters, the Indiegogos, the GoFundMes of the world, where basically you just you ask for money and people can give it to you uh, with the expectation that you'll provide them something in return, like your product or your service or some sort of perk. And basically it's just a donation to the cause. And that started a few years ago, gosh, probably five or six years ago, uh, when people realized that you know they've got access to this this large amount of people who, ordinary everyday people who may not be able to invest $10,000 in your idea, but they could probably kick in five or 10 bucks or, or 100 bucks here and there. And that the power of the crowd to kind of push that forward. And it kind of came from the success of person to person lending, like Lending Club and Kiva, where you can, you know, fund, fund different projects, fund different loans at $25 at a time. And it sort of, moved into this idea where, you know, and then social media could help it because you could spread it, you could share it with your Facebook network, with your Twitter network, with your LinkedIn network, with the people that you know in real life. And so it just could spread a little bit easier. And so that has been the experience lately. But now, in the last couple of years, um, investment crowdfunding, this different aspect of it has, has grown as well because it now allows a business to go out and solicit crowdfunding to like actually have people invest in their business in a more traditional sense, wherein they would get a portion of ownership in the business. So it's sort of like a, making a public offering, but not making a public offering. <laughs> it's, it's a little complicated uh-huh. to start it out in, in 2010 with the Jumpstart Our Jobs Act and this, this Jumpstart Our Small Business. I don't know the acronym that they use. It's the Jobs Act. But anyway, they started this out and were starting to look at it, and it was just this year, earlier this year, that some of the uh, provisions opening it up even more. Last year, some more provisions were made in for for uh, people with higher net worths to go ahead and invest in companies. And, you know, a couple of years ago, the provision was made for people to start soliciting through this act. So there are two different types of crowdfunding now where you can uh, actually ask for people to invest in your company. It's a little more of a traditional approach. Or you could still ask for perks. Interesting. What sort of... Does any of that make sense to anyone? Yeah, no, no, no. It makes a lot of sense. You're, you might be going in and out a little bit. But what what exactly... What sort of obligation, like if, if um, a company does a, a crowdfunding for the two different types, what sort of obligation do you have to the investors 
do you right. um you know say oh I'll pay you back in a year I'll pay you back in 5 years or maybe I won't pay you back what what sort of things what sort of promises do you need to make Right so if you're going to go the route that's been around longer and it's actually now that I think about it the kickstarters of the world have probably been around for gosh 7 8 9 years a long time but uh because that's 2015 and my the time flies but if you're going to go this reward based uh, work route, you don't actually have any obligation to the people who send money because they're not really investing in you. They're donating to your cause. And in return, you're thanking them with something, with a perk. So like with my, per- with my book, they weren't actually investing in my company. They were basically donating money to help me publish my book. And so as, a, you know, as sort of a thank you, I, I gave people who donated to my my campaign, my crowdfunding effort, I gave them um, a copy of my book, of course. <laughs> and of course. Levels. Yes. Right. So, so it was, you know, if you donated a certain amount, you would get an e-book version of it. You'd get the electronic version of it. If you donated a higher amount, you'd get the paperback version of it plus the e-book version. Uh, then I had some consulting services thrown in. I had free content thrown in, like I would write a post for your blog or I would do some research for you. So I had some different perk levels. And technically speaking, I didn't have to fulfill any of those promises because uh, they don't make you do it. You get the money and you do it on faith. And if you want to be you know, seen as reputable, then obviously you want to fulfill your promises. I fulfilled my promises because I value my reputation. <laughs> right, right, so right. Oh, type, it, oh, sorry, go on. No, continue. So with that first type, you don't have any, like, real legal obligations other than you said, hey, this is what I'm going to promise you if you give me some money. With the second type of investment crowdfunding where they're actually investing in your business, they expect some ownership in the company. They expect returns. They expect some sort of interest. Uh, they expect you to act like a company would. They, you, they're going to expect you to have balance sheets. They're going to expect you to make reports. They're going to expect you to go through all of those things that investors in a company expect from a company. So that's something to keep in mind if you go that route. And you also have to remember that you may have to, put, you know, you may have to offer voting rights. You may have to offer any number of things that go with that. Um, a third kind of option is to go with a person-to-person lending that I kind of briefly mentioned earlier, where you go to like lending club and say, "Hey, I want to I want to borrow twenty-five thousand dollars about my business." And lending club manages all of those interactions. But yes, the expectation would be that you would pay them back with interest within three to five years, and uh, that would be managed. So, so there are okay. these different well, ways you can go. <laughs> Yes, yes, I see. Um, well, that's interesting because we have a question in our chat room, and, and you sort of answered it because they were wondering. They said that they've heard that they need to provide incentives to investors, like little gifts or something. I'm reading this. Do you think I should bother with this? It seems a, a bit silly to spend money in that way, but um, you're saying that some of these incentives are built in with uh, some of the campaigns, and that it isn't um, silly to do this. It's it's kind of expected. Right. Yes. This is especially true if you're doing something like Kickstarter or Indiegogo, because uh, or GoFundMe or any of those types of things that aren't considered true investments. It's very important that you offer perks. 
because, yeah, people want to be able to see that they're going to get something out of what they give you. And one of the nice things about offering perks like this, especially like when I offered my book as a perk, was you send them, you know, I send them the copy and the, the arrangement's over. They don't have any say in how I run my business. They don't expect quarterly reports or anything like that from me. So that's one of the nice things about offering these perks. But yes, if you want to be successful, then you need to offer some sort of thank you perk. And most of the time when you offer perks, they do not amount, they, they shouldn't cost as much as it takes to produce the book or, or anything like that. So uh, when I offered my book as a perk for certain levels, the amount that they were paying, and, and including when I provided content, provided you know free consultation, uh, that kind of stuff, uh, none of them expected that the value would, you know, they're paying more for it. It's like when you go to a silent auction and you overbid for whatever prizes there are because the point is fundraising, right? <laughs> the point is not, hey, I'm going to get a good deal. The point is, yes, you overpay for these things because you're helping. And so when you're doing crowdfunding, yes, you offer perks, yes, you offer thank yous, but you're probably not actually offering something that is of equal value to what people are giving you. Right, um, right. You know, and, it, in your yeah. case, yeah, with a book, it's also another opportunity to introduce yourself to them or, or remind them about you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So this is the Marketing Mojo so, Show. So I wanted to get a little marketing momentum um, segment in, even though we are um, running out of time. Um, but how how does marketing fit into a campaign because I know social media plays a big part of it. What about some other marketing things? Right. So, like you mentioned, social media is a big thing. Uh, but one of one of the things you need to do when you're putting together a crowdfunding, one of the great things about the crowdfunding campaign, as far as marketing goes, is you get an idea of your demographic and you get an idea of what sort of interest there is in what you're offering. So that's one of the, the, the biggest advantages to something like this, and it works best if you're going to be introducing a new product or service because it can actually help get the buzz going for this product or service. Or you can see, especially if you do the crowdfunding campaign, before you put it out there, uh, like I did mine before my book was even published, uh, because the whole point was, well, is there interest in this? Does this make sense to offer? And you might see that it doesn't make sense for your target demographic and they're not interested in it, so you can save money by just not doing it in the end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't even think of that. Thanks for pointing it out. And to our listeners, we're talking to Mark, Miranda Marquette, a financial journalist, and Miranda, now we're going to our water cooler segment, and we're headed over to the water cooler to see what the latest buzz is. And I can overhear people talking about using crowdfunding to raise money for a friend in need of money for medical expenses. How would something like this differ from a business venture, Miranda? Right. So when you're asking for money to pay for something personal like medical expenses or your wedding or your vacation, which is also something I've seen, uh, there are no perks offered. When you're raising money to do something for a personal uh, expense, you're just trying to cover costs or trying to make your dream come true or whatever it is. 
and you're not expected to offer any perks, and people are just giving you money, and they just hope you use it right. <laughs> and that's yeah, what it yeah. When they it are comes, leaping when out, comes, yeah, on yeah, faith, right. huh? When it comes, hmm. when it comes to sorry about that. When it comes to raising money for business for the business model, the whole point is you're actually trying to invest in your business. You're trying to grow your business, and people actually expect something from it. Whether it's this new product you're launching, whether it's you can make the effort to grow your business and be successful and offer them a return on investment, or whether it's the chance to try out your prototype. They expect something from that, and they expect you to use the money in a specific way uh, that, that will help the business or benefit them some way down the road. When it comes to personal crowdfunding, people pay the money and they move on, and they usually don't even think about it because they consider that money gone. When you're talking about business, though, they think of that money as something that they've invested in your business, and they expect you to do something with it. Mm-hmm. Well, I will tell you, Miranda, you have enlightened me so much. I thought I knew... <laughs> I thought I knew about crowdfunding, and then along came Miranda. And so um, <laughs> our fifteen our fifteen minutes went by very quickly, and we are out of time. But before we wrap it up, can you tell us the best way for our listeners to connect with you directly? Right. So one of the best ways to connect with me directly is on Twitter. My handle is at m marquit. So uh, at m m a r q u i t. That's one of the fastest ways and easiest ways to find me is there on Twitter. And then uh, my Facebook page associated with Planting Money Seeds is facebook.com forward slash planting money seeds. So those are the best ways to find me uh, directly. I try and answer if you at me or direct message me, I try and answer. So go ahead and connect with me then. So thank you so much for joining us today. And... um you can continue the conversation on Twitter using the hashtag MyMarketingMojo. And remember to visit us online at lgkmarketingcc.com. On behalf of small business marketers and owners everywhere, let's empower each other to maximize our marketing momentum. Join us next time for another episode of the Marketing Mojo Show. I'm Lisa Chester Weir. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Marketing Mojo Show. Join us next time for more innovative tips, strategies, and approaches to give you a thoughtful edge to maximize your marketing momentum.